Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy developments in these extraordinary COVID-19 times. Joining me, Richard Sverson, is Nora kamprad Bulli, editor Germany at Montel. Welcome to you, Nora. Hello and welcome. Thank you. How are you doing out there? How are you coping with this uh, in these coronavirus times? Yeah, so far so good. It does help to work in a fairly digital uh, um, environment to start with. So I don't actually work any different from how I did before, other than I don't go into the office every day. We're pretty well set up. There's four of us in the house. Everyone's got their desk, their own room so far. So we're lucky that we have a big enough place and don't uh, you know, step on each other's toes too much. Yeah, that's the that's the problem here. <laughs> and balancing homeschool and work and uh, everything is is working out okay. Yeah, um, you have to say a thumbs up for Norway and its uh, digitalization strategies. I mean, my kids uh, have their own iPads, so <laughs> they teach us then okay. through the uh, what they are supposed to do every day. And uh, I don't have to get involved too much so far, thankfully. But unfortunately, they're done after an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you know. <laughs> then you then you struggle finding the next task. But yes. any, anyway, Nora, let's talk a little bit about um, COVID nineteen and the German energy market. If we could start off about demand, or you know, in, in a lot of countries, there's talk of hmm. demand being hit by twenty percent, or you know, or oil demand falling rapidly. But what about German power demand? What have we seen so far? Well, so far it's been fairly resilient, but um, we we are now starting to see obviously a, a drop off as well. Though Germany hasn't shut down uh, as much of its uh, public and industrial life as, as other countries have, we have no lockdown as such. You still get to move obviously under restrictions around, and um, a lot of uh, companies are still running at least in the industry sector obviously shops restaurants uh, are being hit are being closed and the biggest uh, impact we've seen is from car manufacturing right where basically all plants have shut down and uh, there were some figures today that 80,000 employees at Volkswagen are now put on sort of short working contracts which basically means i guess they're not working at the moment and they can sort of claim benefits in Germany but that's that's a huge number that's in Wolfsburg, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The Volkswagen plants. And then you're also seeing some at um, Mercedes and BMW as well in the su- southern parts of Germany. Yeah, and you have near Frankfurt uh, in Rüsselsheim, you have Opel producing. Uh, they were some of the first to, to shut down, actually. Their French mother, PSA Group, I think, they announced closures uh, fairly early on. And I think they sort of started ramping down uh, production last week. So we're only seeing the sort of week-on-week impacts slowly coming in now. But figures we've been seeing for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday suggest that we have lost between 4.1-4.7% of power demand with drops particularly noticeable in peak hours or or during the day. The the evening hours, because you're at home, those things don't change as much, but it's demand at peak times where we certainly have seen a drop. Um, If we monitor a bit, I would say it's probably about yeah, uh, 4%. Yeah, that's not insignificant. Is that mainly due to the car manufacturing shutting down or is it due to other other industries also closing factories? Well, so far, that's the one industry we've seen announcements from. But obviously, they then impact everybody contributing and sending parts. Uh, and that's a huge industry in Germany as well. Everyone 
supplying in the supply chain. So you're now seeing other industries, metal engineering firms, um, also having to, to cut back on production, even though the figures here haven't been as clear or, or well communicated. So Germany is a bit of a black box in terms of how much information you're getting about shutdowns. But one of the biggest uh, industrial um, energy users is the chemicals industry. And they have not yet really seen a big drop. Once you have them coming on board, I think then, you know, it really will become much more noticeable. Chemicals are, make up about 20% of industrial demand. Industrial demand itself is about 40 to 45% of overall German demand. So that's for industry, it was 250,000 terawatt hours last year, okay. I think. The 4% right now, it's, it's nothing compared to the 20, 15 to 20% we're seeing in Italy, Spain or, or France at the moment. But still a sizable chunk. What are you hearing out there from sort of analyst expectations for the first six months of the year or even the full year demand picture? Well, we're hearing that um, the source figure could probably go up to the 15% mark, as we're seeing in, in some other countries as well, if you sort of spread it out over the year. But th there could be obviously heavier demand destruction, especially now for March, April, May, with many expecting that with all these um, measures in place, probably until Easter, potentially a little bit longer, that you will see a peak in April, May of demand destruction. And then depending on how things go, things uh, would look up again and uh, demand will, will move back up from about, yeah, maybe the summer then. Okay, so we're maybe looking sort of upturn mm. after the summer break. There are maybe potential other impacts that the coronavirus is having. Um, are there sort of delays to some parliamentary processes in Germany? What are we hearing here? Yeah, I mean, of course, everyone, uh, the parliament right now is most uh, other <laughs> politicians and then parliaments around the world, obviously dealing with the corona crisis first and uh, uh, other legislation is uh, is put on the back burner a little bit. We've uh, found out last week that a hearing on the coal exit law has been pushed back. That was supposed to take place this week, uh, was now not on the agenda. So there is a chance that we will see delays here, potentially to the fact that it might not be passed before the summer break or in, in May, June, as, uh, as was planned. I think that they're trying to push it through because, you know, the plans are there and mm. the utilities need the visibility uh, and, and everything settled for them. But right now it's, it's a little bit uh, uncertain when exactly they will finalize the whole process. What are the ramifications of this if they don't sign it off until the autumn? Mostly I think the ramifications will be for the hard coal tenders uh, that we are waiting for because it means they cannot be implemented by the a regulator Bundesnetzagentur, you, you cannot start the whole process of, uh, you know, starting up a tender, inviting offers. So that the first one here was supposed to be in, in, in June, July, I think. And, and that date seems, you know, mm. rather out of the question now. So that just means you're pushing back tenders and, and potential first closers by a year. And then it depends on whether they're going to speed up the process at the back end or uh, if it just means a, a sort of slightly less steep curve of German closures. Are there any other implications for key infrastructure, for example, grid build? Is that being slowed down? I mean, I'm not sure. There aren't any restrictions as yet on construction sites, are there? Or is that maybe coming? Yeah, I think they've, imp uh, they, they've uh, implemented stricter sort of hygienic measures. And, and, and obviously, you have to keep distance as far as you can. You have to disinfect all your tools uh, as you enter and exit, I guess. Mm. Um, we are hearing that obviously, there are 
now certain parts of projects that are seeing some sort of delay. But TSOs have been telling us it, it's too early to tell how much of an overall impact okay. this all is going to have. So we'll have to wait. But there is a, is a chance that uh, some of these key power grids that Germany is trying to build by 2025 might see, you know, potential further delay but it's not confirmed yet but if you can't have the meetings with locals to discuss their participation if you cannot get all the components uh, because you know there's supply chain uh, restrictions there as well then of course it will have a knock-on effect but no one can put a timeline to that yet yeah so these are trying to sort of ease this this is kind of this german congestion in the middle of the country right absolutely quite important uh, for a lot of the uh, the measures that uh, the european union also is uh, has put in place in terms of like how much capacity you should have across for border cross border transmission and uh, available to the market so all these things might then potentially see a setback from, from the German side. That's quite crucial. So, Nora, thanks very much for sharing with us your views on the impact that the COVID-19 is having so far. I'm sure we at uh, Montel will continue to monitor the situation very, very closely and, and keep all the listeners and the uh, Montel readers up to date. Certainly. Glad to have helped or uh, provided some information, I guess. Um, hopefully, maybe in a, in a week or two, we will definitely know more about Germany than we do now. So watch this space or listen to this space, uh, uh, listeners. Thank you very much, Nora. We'll speak again soon. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Uh, Remember to tune in every day at 5 o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye.